Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so happy you're here. So you may have noticed the music is a little bit different. I thought I would change things up a little bit. So before I introduce today's guest, I want to talk a little bit about gratitude. So here we are. We're approaching the holidays. 2021 is coming to an end. Maybe that's a good thing for some people. I'm always one that, you know, gets excited for a new year. So gratitude is the quickest way to shift your thoughts from maybe negative or or stressful into a positive state. There's always other people that have worse off circumstances than you do. So it, it's while it's easy during the holidays because you know we we want everything to be special for your family, we want to get the perfect gift for people and things like that. And and you know this year things may be a little bit different. As we all know, the logistically things are not getting to places the way that we're used to. We're not getting that instant gratification many times. So I just challenge everyone during this holiday season, throughout the day, as often as you need to, just take a few minutes and focus on everything that you have to be grateful for, because it really does shift your mood, your your energy levels, your thoughts, because you have a choice. You have have a choice as to whether or not it's going to be a merry season or if it's going to be a stressful season. I know for me personally, I choose to have a merry season and not let the stress get to me. So Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Today's guest is Robert Raymond Riopel. With his high energy and heartfelt style, he has helped more than 500,000 people all around the world. Robert draws on his journey from humble beginnings to financial freedom at the age of 32 to inspire individuals into tapping into their greatness. Realizing that he is not the only person that struggles, Robert's clues open individuals up to the possibilities that lie within them, and that is why he is a highly sought-after presenter. You don't want to miss this interview. It is very entertaining, folks. Hey, Robert, how are you today? How's it going? Uh, you know, Sandy, I'm doing great. I'm getting ready to go out and do some bush camping with family this weekend and enjoy life and disconnect or reconnect. So I- I'm doing go- I'm doing great. That's awesome. Now, where are you from? I'm actually from my mother. Well, yes. I, I, oh, okay. Me, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're, you're from my mother? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh, we have a comedian on the show today. 
Well, hey, I'm, gl- I'm glad you tagged it that. Some people, they look and they're like, yeah, no, your jokes aren't funny. So what part no, of the I- country are you from or the world? <laughs> I-, I, am in, I am in central Alberta in Canada. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, I'm in, I'm in the Washington, D.C. area. Oh, so we're not really that far from each other. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so where do you go camping? We actually just um, go west of our house about an hour and a half. In, right onto Crown Land, and we a bunch of us we circle up our RVs and we do some side by side quad riding and just enjoy life. Wow, that's awesome! I I did some camping when I was younger, and it, my parents we lived on the water outside of Annapolis, Maryland, and they would all sleep on the boat, and they would drop us off at like a little island, and we'd mm. have to sleep on the on the beach. <laughs> so that was my camping experience, and and that was probably it for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, at my age, it's now glamping. I really like having my RV. Let's be clear on that. <laughs> oh, my best friend just got an RV and oh, I just can't wait to to go out and try it. And that's kind of my dream is to rent an RV and just go across the country. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And my wife and I have been RVers for, well, 22 years. And and we actually at one point lived in our RV for four and a half years as we were kind of going through one of our transitions in life. And so we just, if if we could, we'd actually just downsize and go back to an RV and just live on the road. Wow, that's pretty cool. So, so what was the transition that led you to live in an RV for four and a half years? Well, at the point we were Domino's Pizza franchisees and we were, uh, you know, I was always taught when I was growing up, work hard, stay loyal, and even if you don't like the job, you do it to take care of your family. And that's kind of the mindset I went in. And when by age of 21, I'm like laid off from three different companies. I'm going, something's not computing here. And in Alberta, because we have oil, when our oil prices are down, our economy is terrible. And I couldn't find a job back in 1989 when I got laid off from that third company. And I started delivering pizzas for Domino's Pizza. And from that, I became a manager. My wife became my assistant. And we started working hard, open to close seven days a week. And a year and a half in, we actually had the opportunity to become franchisees. And even though we didn't have money, we had passion. And my wife, you know, we have a running joke in our family that I was innocent, Sandy, until I met my wife. And <laughs> my wife has corrupted me in so many good ways. You know, because we've, we've known each other since we were 13. We started dating when we were 16. We got married when we were 19. And we just actually celebrated our 32nd wedding anniversary. Please do not do the math of my age. And um, no, but congratulations you know, are in order because that's a huge accomplishment these days. These days, uh, so yeah, thank you, and happy anniversary. And I'll, yeah, thank you. And I tell you, I have no problem telling people I wouldn't be doing what I do today if it wasn't for her. Because left to my own devices, I'd be miserable in a job. But she's not allowed, um, willing to allow me to play smaller. So as we also looked at this, my franchisee was about to sell his stores, and I'm in the fear mode of we've got to find another franchisee to work with. And she's like, well, why would we do that? Why don't we just buy this store? And I'm like, well, we don't have any money. Hello. That's why we're not going to buy the store. But because she's not willing to just think inside the box, we started learning to see, can you buy a business if you don't have money? And how does it work? And we made a lot of mistakes, Sandy. We like a lot of mistakes, paying people money that guaranteed us loans and then they wouldn't be able to get us loans. And, but we learned something every time. And we ended up be, being able to buy both the stores my franchisee had for sale, and we did it with 100% financing. And we became franchisees, and it's like, oh, you know. That's we, awesome. <laughs> right? 
And, but what was interesting though, is we knew how to run a store, but we didn't know how to run a business. And there's a big difference that we learned. And the first two years, we probably should not have made it as franchisees, but we, A, we didn't know what we didn't know and we were too tenacious to quit. So we made it through. And when we finally got things figured out, we started doing pretty well. But our kind of spending habits went a little awry. And, and Sandy, this is probably gonna shock you. You've probably never heard of anybody doing what we did, but we actually started spending more money than we were earning. Oh my gosh. I know, I know. Wow. It's like, you've never heard of that I've before. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, welcome to but, the club. I, I've, yeah. I've been guilty of that many times. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, so by the time we're franchisees for eight years, we're now over $150,000 in debt and going down quickly. And that's where a transition started because we did a deal with a franchisee where we would go to his, um, he had a hundred stores around Canada and we would go into his stores that were about to go bankrupt and we'd go in and turn them around, retrain new staff. And three months later, we could be walking out with sales and profits going up by a hundred plus percent. And because we didn't want to live in hotels, we bought an RV to live in. So we could have our small animals with us and that. And so we were doing that for about the last eight, nine months in Domino's Pizza, but still stressed out, going deeper in debt, not doing, uh, not enjoying it. And that's when we were introduced to personal development where, cause I, you know, people have tried to come to me and say, hey, you gotta learn this stuff, it's good. And I'd be like, I don't need that. And again, not to date myself, but I remember when my brother-in-law, he had got in the mail and he said, look, I just got these 24 cassette tapes from this guy named Tony Robbins you got to listen to these. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not listening to those. What does he know, right? Wait, one second. I have to stop you <laughs> one second because I was on a call yesterday with somebody and I we talked about Tony Robbins and I said, I was cleaning out my garage and I still cannot part with my big, huge CD set from Tony Robbins. <laughs> and, it, right? and then I was in my garage and I looked, I remember looking at it and I'm like, I can't part with it. I don't even have a CD player anymore, but I can't part with my Tony Robbins CDs because it's like a, it was my first self-improvement program that I ever listened to. Yeah. And see, and that could have been my first one, but I, I just, I wasn't in the mindset. I didn't believe it. But now out of stress and desperation, we were introduced to a three-day weekend that my wife and I went to, and we learned about why we we're in debt. It, you know, because of our spending habits and our programming that, but then we learned to take responsibility that we are the ones that created it. Don't blame anybody else. But then we also learned what actions we could take to get out of debt if we wanted. And we did something unusual that most people don't. We actually took action. We left that weekend and went, we are going to use this out of necessity. We got to get our finances in line. And we actually were able to go from being over $150,000 in debt to actually being retired completely financially free nine months later at the age of 32. What? Yeah, and our minds went, wow, that worked. And so it was like, if we could, that little information gave us that result, what would more learning do? And also my wife and I just dove and became avid students. Next two and a half years, we learned from as many people as we could. And as we were learning and we were being of service and we're now volunteering at events, giving back because we're retired, we don't have to work. And we're just loving being in the energy. I found my passion was to be a trainer because my dream started off with if I could help one person, one person do what my wife and I had accomplished, go from being deep in debt to financially free, it all be worthwhile. And I started on that journey, my wife and I together. And now for the last 18 and a half plus years, I've been blessed to travel around the world several times. 
I have personally taught over half a million students how to create financial freedom. I do three to five day trainings uh, at a time up to 12 hours a day on stage where I'm, you know, got an audience from 100 to 6,000 people at a time. And so I'm living my passion and just loving the journey. Wow. That's incredible. So can you share with us some of the techniques that you teach? Yeah. I, well, there's about 17 or 18 different trainings I'm, I'm I do. Sure. I'm but sure <laughs> um, one, of the, one of the things I love to teach right now is based on my first book called Success Left a Clue, which is six steps to create um, the life of your dreams. And it starts off with like dreaming big, not just dreaming, but dreaming big, why the importance of it, why we don't dream as big anymore. And I go through, a, you know, a, a bunch of the analogies and, and lessons of why people quit dreaming or don't dream um, as big as they could. From there, the second step, find a mentor, find someone to model, because unless you're an Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, chances are whatever you want to accomplish, someone else has done it before you. So quit trying to figure it out on your own. Find someone who's done it and learn from them, model from them, utilize their knowledge. But at the same time, ask yourself the question, who can I be a mentor to? Who can I be a model for? And a lot of people, when I say that one, Sandy, they go, but Robert, I haven't done what you've done. I haven't accomplished a lot. And I'm like, maybe not, but have you gone through some tough times in life? And they're like, oh my goodness, yeah. I said, so did you get through them? A lot of them. So now you can help other people who are going through that get through it. So yes, you can. And it starts with, like I said, I want to just help one person. I didn't go, I'm going to, if someone would have told me 20 years ago that I'd be traveling around the world, inspiring people, doing all this, I would have told them they're nuts because I didn't see it. I couldn't see it then, if that yeah, makes sense. Well, I mean, it's, right? it's hard to see it. And then, and then I think a lot of times our ego is trying to protect us mm -hmm. from failure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so that, that is the key. And so um, become a mentor at the same time as looking for mentors. Step three, take action. The biggest thing that most unsuccessful people don't do is they read a book and they put it on the shelf. It becomes shelf help. <laughs> they go to a training, they put it on the shelf and they're like, why is my life not changing? You've actually got to do something with it. And this is coming from, you know, since the Olympics are on right now, at the time of this recording, I'm going to say, I am a gold medal procrastinator. I win <laughs> gold medal for that. And I used to beat myself up over it, but I learned instead of trying to um, ignore or say I'm not or whatever, I decided how, okay, I've got the knowledge. I know I'm a procrastinator. And I came up with a saying that I utilize every day in my life. And that saying is design your day in such a way that procrastination cannot play. Love and so it. what I do, I, because I know I'm a procrastinator, I know if I make a commitment to someone, I follow through it on 100%. So on purpose, I will schedule meetings, interviews, uh, trainings for first thing in the morning so that I have to get up. Because if I don't have something early in the morning, I'll sleep in. I, I, you know, Not only am I a gold medal procrastinator, I am a snooze button ninja. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I can sneak up on that snooze button and hit it before it even fully rings once. And, you know, because it was, it was, here, here's what I've realized, and I don't know if you've noticed the same thing. I don't know if you're a snooze button person, Sandy, but oh, I totally have, you, yeah. have you ever noticed like the nine minutes between the snooze button or the alarm going off and then going off the second time? That nine minutes, 
tends to be some of the best sleep you get the whole night. Oh, it always is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I have it down to an art where I could hit snooze button seven, eight times in a row. <laughs> and, and you know what? There's days because I now have learned to design my life to give myself time to procrastinate. There's days where I don't set the alarm. And if I get up, I get up. If I don't, I don't. You know, that's kind of I've learned it for that for balance in my life. So taking action is absolutely critical. And then step number four is there's people that have big dreams. They find mentors, they take action and they may even have success, but then everything crashes and they don't know why, or they self-sabotage and they don't know why. And it's because they missed the fourth step, which is celebrate your successes. Yes. Celebrate. Yes. Every morning I wake up, I do my success journal. Some people do it at night before they go to bed. I like to think about it the night before and then in the morning, because I you now I've had dreams, you know, and just kind of anchored it in. In the morning, I, I get up and I write down, it used to be five successes from the day before, but now it's kind of morphed over the years where my journal is now a success and gratitude journal. Yes. You know, Thank what you. am I grateful yes. for? Who am I grateful for? And if, if your listeners want a whole new tip on this, something that changed my life since COVID. I don't know why I started doing it, but I'm so glad I did. And I now tell everybody I can. When I'm doing my success and gratitude journal, if someone's name pops up, there's obviously a reason I thought of them in that moment. And so I'll identify why in that moment I'm thinking about them. And instead of just writing their name down, I will now find a way to send them a voice recording just saying, hey, it's Robert here during my gratitude journal this morning. I thought of you because of this situation. And I just wanted to reach out and let you know how grateful I am to have you in my life and thank you for being you. And then I send it with no attachment. No attachment to whether they hear it, don't hear it, reply to me, don't reply to me, because it's not about getting the, a reply. It's just about me putting that gratitude out into the universe, if that makes sense. And, and I'm always blown away when the people that do get back to me, because of COVID and being home now, I've had some of the most deepest reconnection conversations with people that I've had in years. And I'm like, thank you, COVID, for bringing that back into my life. Right. Well, I'm glad you brought up gratitude because I'm a huge, huge fan of gratitude. And it's the quickest way to bring your any negativity you may be feeling. It's the quickest way to shift back to a positive mm -hmm. state. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. And, and, a, and a little trick my wife and I have is when we find ourselves looking at something and starting to complain, as soon as we catch it, we look at each other and go, first world problem. First yep. world problem. Yep, exactly. Like, and, and from traveling around the world, that's what, you know, I've learned more tolerance because I realized just how much we have here yes. compared to a lot of other places. Yes, so true. Well, when my husband says, you're complaining, and I'll go, I'm not complaining. I'm just explaining. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm just explaining what my current situation is. That's all. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> hey, we're all human. It's okay, you know? That's right. Because sometimes right. you just have to get it off your chest. Because if, you know, the opposite effect of that is if you don't express any sort of, you know, feelings that are stirring up inside of you, it's going to build up. Oh, it, it does. And that's why one of the people I have in my life that, because um, I'm a big believer in who you surround yourself with. And it used to be, you know, I want to surround myself with like-minded people. But then uh, one of my mentors gave me another paradigm shift this past year where he's like, look, if you're five people and they're at the bus stop and they're waiting for the bus to go to the mall, they're all of like mind and the bus is only going to take them to the mall. 
And so if you're surrounding yourself with like-minded people that are complainers, you're going to be a complainer too. And it's like, wow. And what he said was, surround yourself with growth-minded people. Because the difference is a growth-minded person will be the one there to pick you up when you fall, cheer you on when you're doing well, but they're also the person ready and willing to have the uncomfortable conversations when need be, when you're not playing the game, uh, you know, full potential, when you're, you know, being a jerk or whatever, they're willing to have those conversations. And one of those people I have in my life, I was just talking to him yesterday, because one of our um, agreements with each other is if there's something that gets in that we can't release, that it, for whatever reason is bugging us, we can just message the other person, get on a call together, and if it's me calling him, he says, okay, let it go. And I just, I, I will rant, I'll rave, I'll be pissed off, I'll, I'll just let the energy go. And his job is just there to not take it on, but let me vent it in a safe place. And when he's, when I'm done, he'll go, are you complete? If I'm not, I finish. And when he says it again, if I'm complete, I say I'm complete. He's like, excellent. And I thank him and that's it. That's the whole call. We don't talk about anything else. And then same way coming my way if he needs to vent. Because those stuck emotions are the things that, you know, injure and cause disease and everything in so many people because they don't let it go. Exactly. That's that's great to have that relationship. I have a few girlfriends that, that you know, we're like that as well. And it's it's just so critical to have that person yeah. in your life. Yeah. Yeah. No judgment. No trying to fix it. No. Yeah. Are you sure? It's just they listen. That's it. Yeah. I mean, my husband's pretty good at that and he'll try to fix it and I'll say, I don't need you to fix this. You just need to hear me. <laughs> and he'll be like, okay, okay, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think absolutely. with men, you know, that's kind of part of who men are anyway, is they're, they're fixed. That is part of the masculine. Yes. That's it, absolutely. And, yeah. and you got it right on the head. Wow. That's really incredible. So have you been able to continue teaching your programs virtually since COVID? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, <laughs> Total reInvent, March 10th of 2020, I arrive home from India from doing a three-day training. March 11th, I get locked down. All of a sudden, all my live trainings around the world are being canceled. And the first week and, week and a half, uh, I played the, I was the uh, victim role. And I got really sick because my mind started going, I must have this COVID thing. My wife refused to isolate me, so she got sick. You know, and, and it's amazing how powerful your mind is that way. And when we finally got a test, because it was so new, and it took us a couple of weeks to get a test and then get a result, all of a sudden we realized, okay, we don't have it. And we then went to the two powerful words we use a lot in our life, which are what's next. And when we turned it around and went from victim to, okay, what's next? You know, because here I went from 200,000 miles a year of flying down to zero with no idea how long that was going to be. And it was like, well, honey, we bought this property three years ago. We have a beautiful executive acreage that we um, bought last three years ago. And we bought it with the intention of eventually building our own training center on it. So that instead of me traveling so much, we could have our students from around the world come see me here a mastermind and be mentored here. And so we said, well, I'm home now. We've got the time. We know even though hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue gone, either we play the victim or we go all in and we reinvent. And so we broke ground in December. I started going digital. I started doing other, you know, the trainings online and, and things like interviews on podcasts. And um, in a, a week from now, we move into our whole new training facility, 1,500 square foot with my new office, um, all set up for doing full on digital trainings, live streaming. And of course, because I got my 1,500 square foot training center, 
my wife gets her 900 square foot she shack that has all her toys in it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you've got to compromise, right? (laughs) Absolutely. And I have no problem with that. So yeah, it's, it's been a total reinvent. Now, even as the world opens back up, I'll still travel to do one or two live events here because I love it so much. It's my passion and there's nothing that'll replace a live event. But the main goal will be that if my students want to learn, they'll be coming to me and I, I'll be more and more at home, which I'm really looking forward to. That's fantastic. Now, do they stay on the property or or is there like local hotels? that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's like a kilometer Okay, in Canada, sorry. Just under a mile away <laughs> for, yeah. is, is is a hotel and um, a great little motel because we're outside of a town of only 12,000 people. So we've got lots of space and, and yeah, so they'll stay at the hotel and they'll just come in um, for the day and then head back to their hotel at night. That's amazing. I love it. That's really fantastic. So what is your program called? Do you have like one main one or do you have multiple ones? Well, no, I actually, the main one I'm focusing on right now is called the authority key because, um, Sandy, have you ever noticed that there's people that can have the same knowledge and experience as you or less, but yet they make more money. Have you ever noticed that? All the time. Yeah. And the difference is, is they're seen as an authority where maybe you're not in the, that arena. So it's not only teaching people, I teach people not only the practical skills of how to become an authority, things like being a podcast host writing a book, there's a lot of practical skills out there. But what I really dive deep into is who are you as the person to be able to um, own that position of authority with authenticity and with, you know, not arrogance, but confidence. And so I work on the inner side of people and what takes you out versus what moves you ahead. Where is it a good place to allow your ego to play versus when is there times that you don't want ego? And so as I help people authentically become and step into an authority position by having them own their greatness, as well as be have the practical skills, that's where we get to see a lot of people really shine um, to a whole new level. I love that. That's really, really great. Now, so you mentioned you have a book. Tell, tell me about your book. Yeah, that's Success Left a Clue. That's the four steps so far that I've gone through. I okay. wrote that in or launched it in 2017. And I'm currently writing the new one called The Authority Key, and that'll come out later, um, probably at the beginning of next year is when we're going to target that one to be released. Um, and if you want, I'll, I'll finish the two last steps from the first book. Yes, please do. Okay. I think, I so think we got the, off on a tangent. <laughs> we did. And it happens. It's all good. Um, step number five is actually your, to increase your self-confidence, like believe in yourself. Uh, from all my travels around the world, probably one of the biggest things I've noticed in common for people who struggle is they have low self-esteem. And this is one of the reasons why it's important to do the first four steps, because when you do that, it'll naturally start to increase your self-confidence in who you are. And it goes back to what I said a few minutes ago. It's about owning your greatness with confidence, not arrogance. Yes. Uh, a lot of people who are arrogant, they're just trying to cover up the lack of self-confidence that they have. And so they try to overcompensate. And step six is actually one that's so simple. People go, it can't be that easy. And it is. Step six is repeat the first five steps. (laughs) (laughs) Because what happens, Sandy, is when when you set a goal or a dream, then you find someone to mentor or model from. You take action. You celebrate your success. It's going to increase your confidence level and your belief in yourself. So that means you now set bigger dreams. Find greater mentors. Take greater actions. 
greater celebrations, which increases your self-esteem, which means then again, you, even bigger dreams. So it becomes a great perpetual cycle. And what I want to let your audience know is do not, I could have taken these six steps and I could have made it sound com complicated, that it's like something that you really had to study hard, if you ever want to be successful at it, I could have made it all that. But I knew if I did, then most people would never even do it. So I kept it simple because it's what worked in my life. Everything I wrote in the book is me. It's what I've gone through. And because of that, I keep it simple, but don't let the simplicity fool you. Yeah. Please well, don't let the simplicity fool you. You know, and it goes back to, I always tell people with my book, you know, I have all these, these exercises in the back of the book. And I know that most people are not going to do it because most people don't do the work. They may read the book, <laughs> right? But they're not yep. going to do the work. Because, and, and, yeah. yeah. And I actually wrote my book a little differently that way because I didn't want it to become that shelf help. So I actually wrote it as a workbook, similar to what you're saying. I put action steps through it because step number three is take action. And what a, a chapter will start and it'll actually say, did you do the last action? If not, stop reading right now, go back, do that action, <laughs> and then continue reading. Because people are creatures of habit. Yep. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> and that's right. I, I'm pointing at myself in a big way because, again, I, I don't want people to believe that I'm any different, I'm any better, I'm any smarter. I'm not. I am a five foot six and a half aerodynamic 52 year old male that has just learned some stuff going through life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Plain and simple. And one of the things I'll do when I start a training is within about the first 10 minutes, I come down off the stage because I'm on some big stages. And when you have 6,000 people in the audience, as an example, you know, people look up and they're like, wow, he's on a, he, he's, you know, that's a big guy. Oh my goodness. And so I'll step down off the stage and I'll purposely find someone who's tall. I'll ask them if they'll assist me. I'll have them stand up. I'll stand beside them, look at the camera so they see us on the jumble screens. And I'll say to the audience, I want you to notice something. I am short. And when I say that, yeah, most times the audience will laugh. I'll thank the person, have them sit down, and then I'll say, why did I just tell you that? And I, the lesson is that I say to them is just because I'm the one on the stage doesn't mean I'm any better than anybody here in this room. Right. I'm not. Please understand that. I said, is it possible? I may have some information you don't have. Absolutely. But on the other side, ladies and gentlemen, isn't it possible every single one of you has information I don't have? Absolutely. Yes. And that's how I like to start the trainings because it's our minds that put people on pedestals and then go, I can never do that. Or they must have been lucky or they had the right, you know, a, a luck of fortune or whatever it is. And it's like, no, I don't care where in the world and what your upbringing is. We all came from the same place. We're going back to the same place. Yeah. So it's what are you going to do with owning your greatness? Yeah. I know when I was writing my book, I have, it's a, it's a self-improvement and part memoir. And I put out some very vulnerable parts of my life in this book. And there were many, many days where there was so much self-doubt. And I was like, I cannot let the self-doubt get in the way of me completing this book. I finished it in January right. of 2020. And I, I saw this quote and I printed it out and it, it's on my office wall. And anytime that that starts to creep in, I, I read it and it says, there are people doing things that you want to do that are less qualified than you only because they 
decided to believe in themselves. <laughs> now, I did not quote yes. that exactly, but, but that's the gist of it. But it's oh, so true, right? It. it is. It is. And that's, that's where people go, Robert, you've been, you know, you've been training for years. I can never do that. And I say, you know, just start. Take one step. Because one step in the right direction is worth a thousand years of thinking about it. And I, I love, like, my real big passion, Sandy, is I love to train trainers. So many people have a message to deliver. And so teaching them a system on how to deliver it in a way where they can get to more. And also when I get a trainer that in one or two years, all of a sudden they're doing seven figures, they're going, I can't believe I'm doing this. And I'm like, why can't you? You're giving a ton of value. You're helping people. You know, there's a universal principle that says you'll be paid in direct proportion to the value you give. So you're obviously giving a lot of value to be able to make seven figures. Now keep going and keep helping people. And they're like, what, what? It's only been a couple of years. And I'm like, and so what's wrong with that? Because <laughs> like you, I have self-doubt that comes in as well. Well, we all do because we're human. We yes, <laughs> yes. See, some people think I'm from another planet, but yes, I'm human. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, like it or not, I'm human. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, so Robert, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience? Just, you know, my biggest belief for people is the greatest gift you can give this planet is to be yourself in all your authenticity. Because when you are, one of two things is going to happen. Either people are going to like you for who you are or they won't. And if they like you for who you are, that's awesome. If they don't, that's awesome. Because you, you don't want them in your life anyway. <laughs> right. And how much energy do we spend trying to get people to like us that want us to be different from who we are? And when we take that energy and we just truly be ourselves, you'll be blown away who gets attracted into your life and for who you are. So that's, that's kind of what my parting message to people would be. And Sandy, what I'd love to do, you know, you were very gracious to have me on your podcast and for your listeners that are taking their valuable time to listen. What I'd love to do is any of your listeners, my book, Success Left a Clue, I'm offering it that they can have the digital copy as our gift to them just for listening to this podcast. Nice. And how can they claim that offer? They just go to robertrealpel.com, my name. Awesome. That's very gracious of you, Robert. And but remember, I... they have to use it. Yes. It's a workbook. <laughs> that is the caveat. That is the caveat with it. All right, Robert, this has been such a great conversation and you're very entertaining and I really appreciate your authenticity. And oh, my I just pleasure. I wish so you great things. Here. Maybe I'll come to one of your, your, your uh, programs and, and see Albuquerque. I've never been to that part of Canada. Albuquerque? That's that's in New Mexico. That's isn't in New Mexico. Is, I'm sorry, Alberta. <laughs> that's why you've never been here. You couldn't even. You I can't even pronounce the name. <laughs> you know, one of my good oh. friends is from is from Albuquerque. <laughs> when I said it, I promise you, I was seeing Canada, and I was seeing the middle of Canada, and I'm like, I've been to Toronto, I've been to the the west coast of you know Victoria. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Victoria is so gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Absolutely stunning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Robert. We're, we're inland where it's flat here where you can watch your dog run away for three days. Really? Wow. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Lots of, yeah, farmland and, and cowboys and cowgirls and 
Um, but we are at the start of the Rocky Mountains as well, uh, which is gorgeous area. Gorgeous nice. area. All right, Robert, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Sandy. That was such a fun interview, and I hope you enjoyed it as well. So don't forget to go to robertreappel.com and download his book, Success Left a Clue. But you have to, the, the deal there is that you have to do the work, just like he said. I know I just downloaded it and can't wait to dive in. So thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to learn more about me, please visit my website at sandyscarlotta.com. My book, Happiness Solved, Climbing 100 Steps, is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And as always, I hope that you and your family are safe and healthy and that your life is filled with peace, joy, happiness, and lots of gratitude. Take care, everyone. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 